0: Mike Allen. It is another episode of What's a Wearin'. And in this episode we're gonna talk about Halloween and Halloween do Halloween do's, Halloween don'ts. Right. I mean, there are do's and don'ts, as there with lots all of don'ts. things involving fashion and style. Lots of don'ts. Then we're going to do our haute looks, and mm-hmm. you're going to do a vocabulary word today, which I,
1: is? It is atelier.
0: And I'm going to tell you all about the marvelous, marvelous Pierre Cardin. On wow. On this episode of What, what you Wearin. Wearing? Wearing? officially like a podcast we're in a studio this is like we come in. We have headsets on. Normally, Tony, who's doing this, like tries to freeze us out. So I always come in here, and I'm like freezing, and I'm never cold. And then tonight, as uh, it's cold outside, he's decided to turn the heater on, right. and it's like if I start stripping my clothes off because of menopause, I
1: and I thought I was having a hot now. flash. I I, was it's not. Us.
0: Well, you have a holy sweatshirt on. I see. Holy, ho. holy, holy, well, a- <laughs> holy. I'm um, Balman. I see. Balmain, Balmain? Balmain. Balmain. You bought that little Balmain strong?
1: is like the street.
0: It's you know Balmain. what? I was yeah. just in New York, Tell and me. you know what's back in Times Square in New York? Where? Are all those guys selling fake bags again?
1: Times Square?
0: Yeah. Like, right in the middle oh, of New York. It a, you I so used th- that
1: with Canal Street. But. I
0: know, but they've got the blankets out, and they're selling fake Louis and Gucci and Chanel. But, like, right there. I thought there was a crackdown. I don't understand. I don't th- understand
1: i thought there was too but i thought I, the louis
0: vuitton police were out like really hitting the hammer
1: well apparently not i mean gotta do it's
0: not where you went and bought there was a, we, did you hear that we're we doing Big, oh, dramatic yeah. sad Whew. i think that's tony messing with us i think it is are we okay tony I'm like, I'm hearing things. everyone's okay all right well tony's having a, mom- a moment a moment um so that kind of sweatshirt how long have you had that this one yeah so if you're not watching and you're listening um <laughs> William is wearing a red Balmain uh, sweatshirt that has white stripes on it with a big Very old gold. gold yeah uh-huh a big gold metallic emblem on the front that says Balmain Paris, Balmain. Balmain
1: Paris. and it's a collaboration with uh, Puma
0: Oh, that makes sense. Why well, there's Pumas on it? Mm-hmm. Now there's holes cut all in it. With so dress, if you're yeah. sitting at home and you get a hole in your sweater from moths, I just say,
1: well, you know, it's a design detail.
0: It's a design detail, and it's Puma Balmain Pierre Balmain. I'm not sure how he would actually feel about this sweatshirt, but I'm not sure how he'd feel about any of the House of Balmain. Well, yeah. Let's not get started on it's that. Not, well, no, it's, it's no. Cute. I think you know what I think he'd be,
1: be. He would be happy. I think only I, if he was getting his
0: percentages, because no. otherwise, I, I just don't think that he would. I think I think I think
1: Olivier is doing him proud. Olivier who? Olivier is a designer for Palma.
0: Olivier Tieskins? No. Oh, Olivier Uh whatever his I name is. Okay. Was that time wasn't time on yet. the topic. So. No, it
1: wasn't. We so we're off topic. We
0: went off to, as we always do, it by happens. the way. It happens. Okay, so I also want to talk about this ridiculous holiday coming up.
1: Right. Halloween. Halloween.
0: Halloween, dun-dun-dun.
1: Holly hookers is what they should call it.
0: I mean, it Any is,
1: excuse to be naked. It's like, okay. <laughs> it
0: is amateur hour.
1: That's why I stay sure. home.
0: I mean, I just don't, I'm not into it at all. uh uh-uh. Do you have trick-or-treaters at your house?
1: Nope, because all the lights are off. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might have trick-or-treaters, but you're like, don't stop here. <laughs> I watch on the Today Show, Al Roker gives out full-size candy bars. I'm like, who does? Da- do you know how many people would come to our house in L.A. if you had full-size candy bars you're handing out? I, and I, we're filming right now in Toluca Lake, uh-huh. taping in Toluca Lake, filming. I guess we're doing the same. Mm. And if you've driven around this neighborhood, there are, like, as many Halloween-decorated houses as there are for Christmas.
1: But really well done.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, really? Where are you people storing all this stuff? Right. I mean, that's why no one parks their car in a garage in L.A.
1: And it's... It, I, well, I mean, I guess if you're really into it, it, it's it's fine. But it's a big production for a short window. I mean, at least Christmas you can kind of let it sit there for a month, two months. Halloween, it's like.
0: So here's my question for you about Halloween costumes. Yes. So what Halloween costumes do you think can be done that are really fashion? Um, Where well, you can bring high fashion into it? Because we know that you can be a school teacher or a slutty school teacher. Right. You can be a.
1: Well, it should never come out of a plastic bag. At a oh. party store.
0: Okay. Well, I have a couple of those. <laughs> I have. Right I have a. I have a Wonder Woman outfit.
1: I remember that night.
0: Oh. Oh, honey. But I mean, I those mine all come out of plastic bags. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm usually last minute. That's pretty much why. Because oh, okay. I'm never into it. I always say no. I'm not going. I'm um, not yeah, going. last minute. Yeah. And then someone's either visiting or I just feel bad. So I. You okay, want to take I'll them
1: go. out? You want to show them how they do it in Hollywood? Right.
0: And then I get there. I'm like, oh, this I knew is I shouldn't have done get. this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I'm like. I knew I shouldn't have done this.
0: <laughs> yeah. And last time I really did Halloween, um, Eric, who I was with at the time, put these amazing false eyelashes on me. I was a Bavarian barmaid. I remember and this I look. had um a great Louis Vuitton bag. Inga. So I brought some What's her name, to it. Inga? Her name's always Inga. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But I found that I could bring in a little Louis Vuitton there. I'm trying to think of like characters like El Woods from Legally Blonde. If mm-hmm. you're going to be Elle Woods, you can mm-hmm. do Chanel pearls. You can bring some fashion in there. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll see someone be like Karl Lagerfeld. with like, Always. Gray there's, always
1: a Carl well, there's, there's always a Karl and there's always an
0: Anna. There's always an Anna Wintour. There's always, always an Anna. A, but what other characters in fashion could someone actually show up?
1: I think this year you will probably see uh, Andre Leontale.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that could be if it's done right that could be gorgeous in honor of the late great um
0: you know he called me a dog right yes you've yeah. told them.
1: you've told our listeners that story this
0: is why you love him so much <laughs>
1: I'm no well I love him because he was a mentor to me so I thought he was a beacon of light for me so that's why I love him
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you could I could see people doing Cruella, I could see people always do Jessica Rabbit, people always do um
0: Well I think but what I'm kind of getting to is uh, that in our business, like mm-hmm. our big famous people like Vivian Westwood, mm-hmm. Paul Smith those mm-hmm. are, I don't know why I'm on an English thing, Mm -hmm. but Valentino, Mm -hmm. Alexander McQueen, like Mm -hmm. those are brands that people know, right? And names that people know, yeah. But I don't think if someone dressed up like Valentino or someone dressed up as Alexander McQueen, that most people would know. Um, I
1: think if somebody chose to do those people, they would only care about the people that know. know Yeah, but But you're right. It wouldn't be obscure, right? It wouldn't be as recognizable because they weren't as. Public.
0: Well, Valentino, I can really picture clearly what he looks like. McQueen, but it would be picture. hard to. And it's like yeah, because like Carl, a,
1: it's the ponytail. Like the, the ponytail, that's a distinct, what it is. It's
0: Branding, right? There's a
1: distinct look.
0: When is like the bangs right. and this, you know, bitchiness, right. and then there's Carl has that, right? And as you start thinking about all these other designers, you can't, you know, can't do that. There's not a lot of other designers. Like, like
1: if Valentino's just a very elegant Italian man, so it's right like you with thick
0: back hair and a. But purse you wouldn't lip. be able
1: to. Instantly be like, unless, if, if you were really good, you could be like the Italian gentleman in the middle in an amazing tailored suit and then have like six girls behind you in the Valentino red dresses and the little pugs then i'd see what it was
0: yeah i guess if he was really rocking like the whole world of i mean but that but it, that's but, but it's it's interesting though how who we think is famous is not actually that famous to most of the world right i think that that's the bubble we're in like if you and i were i remember walking into barney's one day mm-hmm. on wilshire may yeah. they rest in peace barney's um, i remember azadin alaya walking by me and then Mm. walking in. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a liar! And people are like, uh, what's he, he's a liar? I'm like- Two
1: weeks ago when I was on Brighton chatting with John Galliano, nobody knew who he was.
0: What was John Galliano doing on Brighton?
1: Well, you know, the Margiela store is right, you know, in that little nook, so he was probably, you know, walking through or whatever. Wow. So I got to chit chat with him right there in Brighton Way and nobody knew who he was. You know? Yeah, but
0: he's got a pretty noticeable look too. though he had a look on. Ralph Lauren has a pretty noticeable look, like, and he's a famous look. face. But yeah. I mean, it's like it's still you could, you could do Ralph and instantly. No, yeah. It's him. What would you do? Like a gray Buffon, and like a. But plaid I think you do it with
1: the, the 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 styling, like the tweed and the leather safari jacket, and like I don't yeah, know tuxedo don't know. pants, like really go double RL purple label crazy.
0: I wonder if the reason that most designers don't brand themselves is they want to be free to evolve Mm -hmm. and continually change with their brand maybe Mm -hmm. and Chanel was like classic so Carl was very classically doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I found that to be a really interesting thing as as I was thinking about Halloween. What are you going to be this year for Halloween? On my couch. You're going to be a couch?
1: I'm going to be a couch potato. A couch <laughs> potato?
0: Tell me more about that costume. <laughs> is that just a big Margiela brown dress? That is. Speaking of John Galliano. That is.
1: That is. Yeah, what are you... Are you going to do
0: something? No, I was invited to a party on Saturday. I'm just like, ugh, I don't think we're going to do it.
1: Yeah, that. I was invited to one, but...
0: I just can't.
1: And also, for me... T- to do it the way I wanna do it. Well, it that's take, it it was it's too much.
0: Do you know for Halloween I used to have a orange mm-hmm. excuse me, un orange corduroy jacket uh-huh. from Fastanob. Do you remember Fastanob at Nordstrom? I
1: don't think, Fastenob,
0: Fastenab. Fastenab was this brand that Nordstrom used to carry. It's a French company. And in Paris, there's like freestanding French stores called Fastenab. Okay. It's spelled F-A-C with a little squirrely thing underneath. Oh, yes. yes, Fasinab. Yes. Fasinab or whatever. Uh-huh. So Fastenob. So, mm-hmm. so I used to have this orange corduroy Fastenab zipper jacket. And I was like, well, this is Halloween adjacent. I can just wear this <laughs> with a pair of jeans. That'd be cute. Do you
1: wear green jeans?
0: Green? Oh, to look like Pampier. a pumpkin bitch? Yeah. I'm not that fat. Well, no, I'm not that fat. You're not that fat. I mean, color scheme-wise. No, oh. I did not wear green pants. I wore jeans. Okay. The whole point was to bring in some orange. I get you. No one ever said to me, oh my gosh, that's so Halloween of you. I sold, new topic, I sold a silk Georgia Armani tank top to a client mm-hmm. that's black with a little silver in it and orange, mm-hmm. and she literally wears it every year for Halloween. It's just a silk shell. Just, she wears her black, and that's the only time she'll wear it.
1: That's your element. Just I, like
0: you know, like on St. Patrick's Day, is it? But we wear green other times on St. Patrick's Day. That's true. I mean, but like that orange and black, there's something about it. Like when you put those two things together, they are. They there's are nothing hard. you can do. It's
1: just like um, it's just like red and green. Like you can't. So what do you unsee Christmas?
0: So okay, great. So orange. When yeah. you style somebody that's putting on an orange pants, mm-hmm. what colors do you put on top?
1: Well, I, if it's a bright orange. Yeah, well, I, I,
0: you're not neon, because neon makes like it really pumpkin? easy. Like a pumpkin. Like a, like a rich, I, non-neon orange.
1: What other color would I do with it? Like a charcoal gray
0: gray uh-huh. and the way i was doing like because i was i was dealing with some orange pants mm-hmm. for a client and i was doing like beiges whites mm-hmm. navy was okay
1: mm-hmm. um navy's beautiful and orange.
0: then like bright like a bright yellow like you could play with mm-hmm. those colors but the moment you got black it was just killed the whole thing you, I stay, you it, can
1: go brown but you got you got to stay away from you black. really can't
0: and it's only shades of brown too yeah yeah i don't I don't know, I think it's that- It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky, 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 oh, yeah. it's time. Oh, there we go, Again with the arms, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> okay, so, um, now it is time for some hot looks. Hot. I like those graphics. I mean, that particular I really graphic I wasn't that crazy about because it looks like Tron. Do you remember watching Tron? I love
1: one of my favorite movies. I ever. know, honey,
0: but unless it's like the black spandex part, we need to get a little more.
1: Parmesan,
0: a little more flashing
1: lights, a little more Parmesan. I uh, like. It's like Parmesan. It was almost Parmesan, Parmesan cheese. Uh, I love Parmesan cheese.
0: Parmesan. It's not Parmesan. It's Parmesan. First of all, so sorry. Okay. All right. So go ahead. What's your hot, What's your haute look? Oh, you want mine? Yeah, you could okay, go first. Okay, I I'm gonna was, let you go first tonight because okay. I am a generous human being. Oh, so kind, so kind. What would I do without you? So much, <laughs> so much.
1: Oh, oh, my look that I was obsessed with was Erica Badu at the Valentino Spring Summer show. <laughs> Are I, you kidding me? No, what? It's like you the... know this is me. I love this. It's like the hot pink leggings she had on the platform shoes in the same pink. Then it was just a hoodie. Who is this by? This is all Valentino. And then she put her touch on it with, like, the super tribal Tibetan jewelry and that hat. I just loved it. And what they did for that show was all of, like, the socialites and the celebrities were put in the same exact pink, but in uh, all those different looks. And in the runway. It
0: is Erica Badont. I love it. I, I, it's Tribal I, Couture. It, it's
1: right up my alley. It is. I mean, look, and, it's the
0: same hat you want to wear to brunch in last and I episode have. we did. I have that big crazy. Big, first of all, the hat looks like it's a Vivian Westwood hat. look have the major. hat
1: that Erica has on. I haven't read. From Valentino? No, it's actually Gucci.
0: That's what I'm saying. But it's the
1: same shape. It's a, but look at this evening cape with the ostrich feathers. Okay,
0: like, but just do... Uh, and then that just, ring, what does she have in the ring? You have to have a statement ring. What's it's in the a ring? look. Uh, uh, is there a phone in there? Does she have a little monkey hide in there? No, like What's but happening it's in that this, ring? It's you,
1: look, you, with all that look, you have to have accessories to scale. Sorry. I mean,
0: she better be hiding a baby underneath there or something. She's, I think it's, that's it's just, so, listen. That's
1: just leggings and a sweatshirt, a hat, and a cape.
0: And I'm... Like, I,
1: I'm I love all of it. I would wear that.
0: (laughs) Don't you think that would have been cuter with white underneath it? So red. No, but but all I see is like this pink crazy featherness coming at you. But imagine it walking away, all that movement. I would love to see it walking all away. All that movement. In my face is a little too much for me. All
1: that plumage and all that sophistication. I love it.
0: Wow, plumage is a great word, so I'll give you a bonus point for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all that plumage. Look at all that plumage. It's I mean, like a pink feathery craziness in there. The ostrich feathers are beautiful. I do like ostrich feathers, yeah. not going to lie.
1: Yeah, and it, and that's actually a, an accent that I'm seeing a, a lot of suiting. There's
0: through. a lot of... I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you have to kill an ostrich to take the feather? I'll have to research that. I doubt it. I don't it. think so. No. no, no. I don't think so. It's just, no. I think it'd be ostrich skin you do, but if it's like an ostrich... Feather, yeah. I was doing a bunch of these events for Max Mara, and we were talking about camel, Mm
1: -hmm. camel
0: fur, and camel fur is camel hair. Camel hair, Uh uh and camel hair is interesting because I, you know, they didn't like shave down a camel. They gather shedded hair,
1: Uh and
0: then they take it by hand and attach it to silk and create the whole. It's Mm -hmm. like the process just to create that fabric. I'm like, ah, uh, that's why that's so expensive.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a, a f- for some brands, I think there's a, even a hand looming situation. Oh, yeah, if you it.
0: if you go in there and look at some of those Max Marr coats that they're, yeah. that, it, it, I'm like, wow, now yeah. I get why you're $4,000, 5000 yeah. $7,000. But, but they're the king of the coats, though, I mean. They are, we'll talk about coats later, but I, I, uh, I just, I found it to be interesting. Okay, anyway, yeah. wait, wait, So I got it. You're pink. I got it. Hot, I got hot, it.
1: hot, saturated pink.
0: Now, Head to toe. My look this time is very different than I normally like. Well, you threw me a
1: curveball last week with the uh, Tom Brown.
0: Well, I this time it's Kate, Kate Blanchett.
1: Of course. In, she's, but...
0: in Alexander McQueen. So she's wearing this... Pant- this fabulous pantsuit. Now, I, the hem should have been done properly. Th- 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 long, I did have an issue And down the there. shoes look like she's wearing some platform. I didn't, love, I didn't love the suit. So I the love bottom, the suit. From like, I didn't really see the full look mm-hmm. until I looked for the picture. The top part, so it's a McQueen white suit with a really accentuated, beautiful Alexander McQueen shoulder pad. Mm-hmm. So it gives this great structure, very wide up top. Mm-hmm. And then it's beautifully tailored through the body. Mm -hmm. Now, then it's got this graphic on it, and the graphic on it is like a digital picture of an eye. Mm -hmm. So it's got this... You can see the cornea and the iris and then this lash, and the lash line that goes all the way down the pant. And if you see, the lashes are feathers. Yeah. Yeah. I just... There was something about it, the way they shaped it in the body, the mm-hmm. lung, and her hair sits back kind of rock and roll, no jewelry. Um, I, there was something about this look that I thought was a, a, uh, really a respect to tailoring. Oh, absolutely. And a respect to what it is to be easily dressed. And that's really wearing something that is not wearing you, per se, right. but that is really alive and a fun piece to, to play with.
1: And they, I, I have to say, McQueen has always, to me, probably the best tailoring.
0: Yeah, but they're as just, far as high end. Yeah, but Mugler did a oh no no for a, sure. A match, I think it even better. Oh, his is than, but his
1: is a lot more severe.
0: Yeah, it's more severe, and I. McQueen think... McQueen
1: is more Savaro, more classic. Mugler was more corset, geometric. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: But I think also that if you look at you know McQueen versus you know Mugler, Mugler had a Mugler.
1: Pat- Mugler. (laughs) Mugler. Mugler. It's not Mugler. It's Terry Mugler.
0: Terry Mugler. There you go. Terry Mugler. (laughs) Anyway, anywho, (laughs) I think that there's something beautiful about a simple See, She has a premiere. There's a new Pinocchio movie out. She Mm -hmm. shows up and she's got this... There's something gorgeous and simple about it. I kind of, I dug it.
1: But she never, to me, she never does anything wrong. I've She's yeah. never had a miss on The Recovery, she's, to me.
0: She's been a little over-modern, but um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, she's not she's, doing like Balenciaga trash bags. situations. No,
1: thankfully not.
0: Oh, and neither is Kanye West anymore. Did you hear about Ooh. that? Ooh. I well, yes! Listen, how long
1: do you think you're going to be able to behave like that? And people still want to.
0: Forever. You Look can't... around this country. People, well, b- people, well, people act people a are, fool. Well,
1: people now, they're like, uh uh-uh. uh, okay, we're done with you. <laughs> we're done.
0: <laughs> and sane. Moving right on to Vaux <laughs> Fabulary. <laughs>
1: I love the sound of the bell in the morning, don't you? (laughs) Yes,
0: especially since I don't have to go to school anymore. I hated school. (laughs)
1: Flashback. The vocabulary word is atelier. Atelier. Which is a noun. How How do you spell that? It's A T E L I E R, atelier. Atelier. There you go. Yeah. Atelier. Yeah, that's impressive. Let's like that? I do love that. I do. do. <laughs> but this is actually. <laughs> this, did you just
0: snort? only if you're watching? Can you see the eye rolls that William gives me throughout well, this entire episode? Because well, if
1: there's a snort,
0: you, this that the eye roll was before the snort. <laughs> Was it free snort? If there was a snort. I'm not even going to admit to a snort, by the way. What was it? Pre-snort? We're to play that back and listen again. Was it free snort? We, we will question the snort factor. By the way, it looks like I'm wearing just an undershirt today, but I actually have a... No, there you go. Yeah. Get a little emblem. J. little Jay Lindbergh action low, low. happening. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. Oh, my gosh. They are. He is killing it in Sweden again. My Swedish friends were here this summer, Daniel and Caroline, and they brought me a T-shirt as a gift. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I just had the price tag off this morning and wore it, and I love this thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm, sure, sorry.
1: I'm sure Jay Lemburg has an atelier, which is basically I doubt that. Well, no, he has to cuz that's where the, that's the designer studio, that's the workroom, that's where the pattern makers oh. are where the pattern makers are, the drapers, the sewers, the body forms, the muslins, the fabrics. But that, what if that's but, the room that the magic happens?
0: But what if what if Jay Lindbergh? This is a great question mm-hmm. if I do so myself. Yeah. But what if Jay Lindbergh is like talking about the t shirts and shorts and collections that he wants to do, and all he really has is some swatches and everything's made overseas, and he's not making anything there and patterning anything there. Is it still considered an atelier? Or is an atelier really the crafts work The craftsmen. It's working basically together? the
1: workroom. It's it's wherever you're creating whatever
0: collection. So if you started making caftans, which mm-hmm. I totally foresee, mm-hmm. if you start making caftans mm-hmm. in your living room, that's an atelier. Yeah,
1: if that's the workroom, but it has to be like the functioning, you know, the sewing machines, like, so it's like
0: pattern maker, right? The, fa- the
1: quote unquote factory of Got the fashion. It. You know Got what it. I mean?
0: Okay, all right, I gotcha.
1: Yeah. But uh, that, and that was the name of Gianni Versace's couture line, was called mm. Atelier Versace.
0: Oh, uh, I miss him mm-hmm.
1: terribly. Mm. He's the one. He's the one. So, yeah, that's the word,
0: Atelier. And that's all you have to tell me about that? That's all I can tell you. See, because what is the difference between an Atelier, uh-huh. right, and like a couture house? Like when they talk about a couture house or a.
1: Well, couture and Atelier, are t- you would create couture
0: in an Atelier. See why I asked that question? You see what I mean? You're so smart.
1: Oh please! <laughs> but I basically think it's the word that represents, uh, you know, workroom, but in French,
0: right? But basically. like I feel like if Victoria's Secret was working on new padded bras, we're not going to call that room the Atelier.
1: You slu- Wow. How did we get to Victoria's Secret? I don't know. Just what we I'm went thinking from about. Versace. Lingerie, I was just thinking about. I'm thinking about the, I was thinking about the people. Okay. <laughs> I also okay.
0: think like J. Crew. Right, if, where they're working on stuff in New York, pretending. Right, but see, I don't think that that workspace but that's also, would be an atelier. I think an atelier. But I think is it also, really but like, it also speaks
1: to. Honestly, it's going to speak to more to French houses. Honestly,
0: yeah, but like I would say that that Marc Jacobs. Well, he's a bad example. I would say um, that Proenza Schooler. I would say that uh-huh. they have an atelier in New York, yeah, where they're also, working and there's like a collaborate. I remember going to Zach Posen's space, and it was like a true atelier where he had pattern oh, makers.
1: Zach's, Zach's place is legit.
0: Pattern makers and sewers and button people and mm-hmm. fabric people, and mm-hmm. they're all collaborating. Mm-hmm. And you had a, working on something, you just walked it over to the next person, and asked mm-hmm. them about the zipper, mm-hmm. and like I feel like that's and I feel like For atelier sure. really has to deal with. True fashion creativity. And more elevated craftsmanship. And elevated, exactly.
1: And less, you know, assembly line situations.
0: Right, which you know is like I mean? a creative space and a creative room. I For can, sure. Or you know, design space, all that. But to call it an atelier, I, I think that the part that I heard that's most important is that means things are actually being assembled and put together
1: there. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the cool thing is you can watch, because there's videos online that you can watch, especially... Uh, Dior does it really well, and Chanel yeah. does it very well. That you, they walk you through the the, the process, the, how the, things are made, how you, how it goes from the. You watch the all, the entire process, and then they present what comes down the runway. And it's it's I find that really fascinating.
0: Yeah, I love
1: that. Yes, love
0: that. atelier, atelier, atelier. atelier. Bonjour, merci. Merci beaucoup. Well, There's so much French happening on this show.
1: There is a lot of. France. We're basically
0: French at this point. Basic. All right, speaking of French, that leads us to tonight's today's right now's Power Player. I mean I'm
1: obsessed with that graphic
0: though. That graphic's good. Yeah. I like that graphic. do you smoke? love this music? We love Craig. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, yes, he did the sound.
0: He did it right. On the music. We still need one more for him for the one last thing. We I don't do. know what's up. Come on, Craig. Oh, that's Get it right. together. One last, one last thing. He keeps saying he's going to do it, but you know, it's hard to find people to he's keep a busy their word. Man. He's a busy Well, he man. ain't that busy. He's Shark busy Week's man. over. Anyway, um, so Pierre Cardin, I, I, uh, you know, I normally go through lots of stats and lots of stuff. I'm going to read you a little bit of the uh-huh. story. And then I'm going to read you quotes. I want to have some discussions about some of these quotes, because he's quite a fascinating man. He died um, at 98 years old, and he just died in 2020. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like, it was crazy, the, the life yeah. That this man has had. So, he was born in 1922 mm-hmm. in San Biagio di Calalata. Oh my god, I'm going to try that again. I have <laughs> Italian friends that listen to this and they're going to kill me on it. <laughs> Please do it right. Okay. <clears throat> San Biagio di Calalta. Okay. Sounds about right. Calata. Near Venice. Okay, let's just say Venezia. Yeah, anyway, um, he was born in 1922 and then he and his family actually fled Italy because of fascism. So the rise of Mussolini, yeah. they saw all that happening, they're like, we gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they moved to France. Now, for us, I'm like, you should get off that continent because the next 20 years are gonna not be good there. Right, right. <laughs> but he stayed there and in his 20s, he joined the Red Cross and was a Red Cross, um, uh, I guess he would be like a, a volunteer with mm-hmm. the Red Cross mm-hmm. um, during World War II. He moved to Paris, and right when he moved to Paris, and he was always fascinated with tailoring and structure and Mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. He moved to Paris and got a job at a a company I never heard of called Paquin. Have you ever heard of Paquin? Paquin. P-A-Q-U-I-N, Paquin.
1: Uh -uh. I've never heard of Uh it. You should do a little
0: research on that. that. Um, Because I'm just like, that's an interesting, like Anna? Like Anna Paquin? Uh, Remember that movie, The Piano? Yes. So dumb, the mud and all those people running around with those big hoop skirts. Anyway, she got um, asking for that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is she at now? Thank you. And um, Scaparelli's
1: is the that I know. Yeah.
0: Now, Scaparelli's. By the way, side note: I was just at Bergdorf's in New York, Mm -hmm. and they have a Scaparelli's room again, and it
1: is. Well, I didn't. I think they did an evening. They did a, um, yeah. They did a retrospective. Yeah. It is
0: the most expensive stuff in that whole store. No. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. By the way, another side note not as expensive as the new Marc Jacobs runway that he's trying to launch, which is like sweatshirts, oversized sweatshirts and jackets uh-huh. for $8,700. No. And they're at Bergdorf's. Absolutely. not. I'm like, what? And it's not that great. No. So I was like, really hoping, oh, Mark's going to come back. He's going to have all this. Anyway. No, it's a price point that's
1: crazy. I love the I love those pieces you're talking about.
0: Well, I don't know. But they're made in New York. They're made in USA. So I don't know okay. what's happening there. Okay. Anyway. Um and then at nineteen forty seven mm-hmm. he joined Christian Dior. Wow. And um he had a um very, very strong relationship with geometry okay. and all oh, mathematics. That's clear. Yeah. And that's special skill set when it comes to clothing. You know, when I talk to classes and they're like, I want to get into what you're doing, I want to do, what do I do? I go, the most important thing you can learn to be a stylist is math. Mhm. Right, You need to know how things are made, you Uh, need to understand geometry, and you need to know if a skirt is $600 and it's 40% off, you need to be able to tell the client how much that is without getting (laughs) a calculator out. (laughs) I mean math, okay? It's math. (laughs) I can't even read any of this now. Okay, so uh, in 1947, now the other thing that was really fabulous about that is he was part of Christian Dior the first day they opened in 1946. Well, wow, that's amazing. So Christian Dior opened nineteen forty six, which if you think about it, World War Two was still going on mm-hmm. and they were opening Christian Dior in Paris. I think that you and I need to get fifty, seventy five million dollars mm-hmm. and yeah. make a fabulous movie. Like a yeah. time like a piece about like not like the journey of Christian Dior, the mm-hmm. journey of Pierre Cadet, but really like the life of Paris mm-hmm. at that time, because it was mm-hmm. coming out of this horrible war, and they're creating. They were well creating at that time, just like
1: in the during the Depression, people looked to fashion to escape what, what the reality of it the is, world was.
0: It is an insane time in yeah. Paris, I think. Bom- so for like him, bombing
1: that, and like yeah,
0: yeah. So, mm-hmm. but there they are, like in, you know, and Coco Chanel was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I heard she was feeding the Nazis, but that's a whole different story. Nineteen fifty-three, uh, Pierre Cardin does his very first collection. And he is all about architecture. He was very, very Mm -hmm. quickly, critically acclaimed. And his pieces are amazing. Yeah. So um, right now you're seeing this amazing cape, asymmetrical, very modern. All of it it. is modern, super inspired by space. Yeah. Okay? 1957, he went to Japan and he taught three-dimensional cutting, which I'm not even sure what that is. Do you know what that is from your fashion school? Three dimensional cutting. 3D, yeah. Like, 3D cutting in 1957. Well, like I guess I guess, but
1: I guess it, it, it's not the 3D we know
0: now, but it was the 3D then. I guess it'd be cutting so that things pleat, and mm-hmm. that's probably what it was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pleating. Anyway, so he did. He went to Japan for three months and taught this class. In his class for these three months was ha- Hanemori
1: Mori. Oh my god! And
0: Kenzo Takata.
1: Oh my god, Hanemori, Mori. She's a queen of prints. Right. Print. right. Like and silk. Kenzo,
0: who passed away, yeah. right, may he rest in peace. Kenzo was also in that class.
1: That's nuts. Which
0: is so crazy to me. 1958, his collection was at Printemps in Paris. Mm-hmm. It's and, still there. Yep. Yeah. That's is the, it, it still? Yeah, that
1: store is still there. It's
0: called a space. Pierre Cardin out now. This whole group, and in 1964, he really started killing it for the 60s with his looks. And mm-hmm. was, he did cos- the Cosmo Core collection, and he used vinyl, metallic fabric, and really Star Trek inspired looks. And his clientele were the girls of the 60s. Mm-hmm. So it was Bridget Bordeaux, Lauren Bacall, Jacqueline Kennedy, Raquel Welch. I mean, the people that were wearing his product was just amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Peggy Moffat.
0: 1969 was a very big year for him. That was the year he put on a space suit at NASA. And he is the only civilian in history to wear an actual space suit that went to space. Huh. So that's like, um, I mean, it's kind of been smelly, right? That guy wore it for all that day. Ugh, I don't want to put that on. But it really, I know, that's why I think Well, they probably steam, no, they clean them. Sterilize mm-hmm. them. They, well, he is living his best life in that yeah. outfit. I mean, well, it's,
1: you know, it, but it's very—it's it, in tune with the, the, his brand because he's the first designer that brought fashion into a modern age, shape-wise, with the geometric. Well, of
0: it. well, that's what I'm going to get to. Is he really, really ha- was a study in architecture. He loved mm-hmm. architecture, mm-hmm. and he loved creating things that were all about their shape. So. I'm going to just, so there's a couple highlights here that I want to kind of get into. Right tell down. me. Tell so, 1979, me. he did a presentation at a fashion show on the Great Wall of China and showed 300 lugs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You remember? 1979? No, no. I, 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 I re- forgot how old you no, were. No, I remember the moment. Come on. Were you there, it was Jay? Not.
1: No, I was not.
0: <laughs> and Andre Leon Talley,
1: yes, Right. Row. Right. <laughs> no dogs were there.
0: And then in 1991, mm-hmm. he showed in Red Square in Moscow. Wow! No, Red Square is that Moscow? It is yeah, Moscow. Yeah, okay. Two hundred thousand people came to see the show. Wow. Just a man. I mean, it's the like scale of that. and when he went there, he said, "I am definitely a capitalist, so I'm not going here because I'm a communist. <laughs> I'm going to make money," which I thought was super funny because uh-huh. there was a lot of time in that time period where people were still like anti communism the Cold War and all mm-hmm.
1: that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in the late 1960s, he began to do licensing. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: That was the bread and butter. But,
0: well, eight hundred and fifty licenses. I believe it he had in place furniture fragrances mm-hmm. bags
1: mm-hmm. beach umbrellas I I, you know what I owned a Piercadon umbrella I remember that
0: now they mm. also had a car I remember that do you remember the name of the car? Uh, uh,
1: no and wasn't it a collaboration
0: it was a collaboration Cala- Cadillac um, or or no? with Pontiac I think it was with Pontiac. I wrote it down somewhere and I can't remember. It's more like it's Caddo. It was. But, it was okay. not. But he did them with several, and so you'd go in. It would have like the Pierre Cardin signature Monogram, on it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There's yeah. a great picture of it. I mean, it's like it's this that the 80s and 90s were all about that. Now, at the time, he was basically made fun of, and all of the people in the fashion business were like, "Oh, what, what a doing? sellout," yeah. and all that. Pierre Cardin owns all of his company. So he didn't have like people that he had to report to about anything. Well, he's smart.
1: Right? Cuz so, all those naysayers, I bet you are not still.
0: Well, they producing. say that people looked at him in that way, but then they turn around they're like but silently they were quite jealous yeah, of, of course. Them, his ability to get licenses. But he was selling cigarettes, he was selling ashtrays, he was selling it was everywhere. everything, everything. Um, he was way ahead of his time. And there, the Brooklyn Museum in 2019 did an amazing retrospective on him, mm-hmm. and just some of the work, the section titles of what he, what was part of this exhibition, mm-hmm. 21st century unisex,
1: Okay.
0: right? So he was doing that in the 60s, yeah. like unisex clothing, and people are like, "Oh wow, look, Tom Brown is doing skirts for men," and <laughs> Billy Porter's is like, "I'm so racy." I'm like, "Yeah, that's like 50 years ago." <laughs> um, licensing. Democratization and pluralization, which i 'm not even quite sure thoroughly what those things mean, hmm. the next one is new material and the visible invisible okay okay okay, and makes then sense. kinetic makes sense right so it 's like all these modern thoughty kind of um space forward driven. thinking space yeah. driven kind uh-huh. of. and I saw his show once when I was in Paris for fashion week. I was at a space. Cardan show, uh-huh. and it was horrible. Like there was oh, just really? like nothing great. It was kind of plain, and the clothes weren't well constructed. It was one of those off shows that I got invited to. I went to, uh-huh. it was, and it was poorly attended. It was kind of a sad.
1: But it might not have been like a, a formal presentation by the house. It might have. It been, was their
0: presentation. Oh, was it
1: was. Oh.
0: Because it was like right near the Creon and all that, so it was not like huh. it. It was in a proper. I, I wonder
1: who was the uh, creative director at the time.
0: Well, it was 1999, so yeah. who knows. Um, he he was a creative director at the time then, because huh. he was a creative director until the end of days. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, 1968, he did costumes for a movie called A Dandy in Aspic. He did all of Mia Farrow's costumes. Oh. So all the starlets loved working with oh, him. Yeah. Lady Gaga wore one of his things in 2010. Nice. And he was like... He, he, they were like, aren't you excited? Lady Gaga's wearing your thing. He goes, I have always provided beautiful clothing for the young, cool people. I'm <laughs> like, okay, PR <Pierre> Cardan, <laughs> I see your dress shirts at Marshall's. I'm just saying. He's probably speaking in retrospect. I you know? mean, maybe, but I really think that it's. Um, I grew up thinking Carl Lagerfeld, Chanel, mm-hmm. um, who else? Like, <clears throat> Valentino. Yes. Big, famous, important brands. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> I'll get the shovel. Get the shovel. <laughs> Smith and Hawkins shovel for sure. Do you remember Smith and Hawkins? No, what is that? A mm. detective show? What is that? A very bougie garden shop. And they sold like these gorgeous hand carved wooden shovels and stuff. Mm. Don't be digging me a hole without no Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the funniest thing i
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going <laughs> to use your Smith and Wesson and then build a Smith and Hawken. Okay? Maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe the Smith people are the same, and one does shovels and one does guns. I don't know. That is hilarious. Anyway, that is funny. Um, so he loved doing modern furniture, so he's done all this gorgeous furniture as well. And he was the first to show uh, in India. He mm-hmm. was the first to do a showing in Japan. Mm-hmm. He was the first to do a showing in China. And he was the first to do a showing in Vietnam wow. in terms of formal fashion presentations. Wow. Which is fascinating because yeah. look where China is now. I mean, China yeah. has full Chanel shows and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he is the most copied designer of all designers. Really? and you can see it if you look through his collection from the 50s and 60s and 70s mm-hmm. you can see
1: it in Tom Ford. Well that that first cape that you showed that yeah. was belted, uh-huh. Tom did that in satin.
0: Uh-huh. The exact same one. Uh-huh. Same. Tom guy. well Tom's That great. one. Tom is a copycat. <laughs> Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, yeah, Absolutely. Celine, mm-hmm. I, I almost said Celine Dion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his heart will go on. <laughs>
0: You're (laughs) queer. Um, I just, (laughs) Celine, oh Celine, that's really bad. I've had people ask me if that was Celine Dion's line.
1: (laughs) I heard somebody said, just getting off topic, I heard some, we were talking fashion, we were talking about Tom Ford, and this boy who said he wanted to be in fashion said, oh Tom Ford is is American? And I'm like, really? (laughs) So. There's a lot of ignorance out there. Uh, there's a lot of ignorance <laughs> out there. I mean, I
0: still call things Bauman and Muglay. But that's what I'm here for. You are, you are here for it, basically. <laughs> All of it. Um, Alexander McQueen, obviously, mm-hmm. in a lot of the shapes, and Prada. Mucia Prada did mm-hmm. a whole group with it. The one on this list of really the copies that I just did not want to be the case mm-hmm. is Comme des Garçons. I always thought of Rei Kawakubo at Comme des Garçons. So Rei Kawakubo is the designer for a Japanese line called Comme des Garçons. Mm-hmm. I always thought that she was inventive, original, her own thing. But when you look back at the shapes that she does, so many of them are brought from his collections.
1: Ah, uh, it I've was never, crazy. I've never. I've got to
0: look at that. So it's like the idea of this is what this made me think of, and that kind of has this, I'm kind of wanting to go a little different direction than we normally do with Power Player. Mm. Is anything actually new? Right? Uh, And at least not inspired by something else. Is there anything that like, is there a designer that's gonna come out with something that's new?
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think think they bring you new things like as far as uh, techniques. How they finish fabrics?
0: Uh... I would say that when stretch denim came out, that uh-huh. was new, because they were able to merge denim and lycra into right. something. Right? Um, I would also say that stretch leather. So technology, I think you're correct. Yeah. But shapes and silhouettes, like is anything actually new? Gautier Jean Paul Gautier uh-huh. worked for Cardin as one of his very first design yep. jobs. Mm-hmm. And in his 2018 collection, he had a piece in the runway called Cardinella. Really, I yeah. would love.
1: To, do we, I want to see what that. Well,
0: looked like. I looked it up, and it just showed the whole collection. So I actually think the whole collection was named after uh, Pierre probably. Cardin. So Cardinella. Um, but speaking of the two tops we just covered, which was is anything new and jeans, mm-hmm. there are two quotes that I want to read to you from him. That yes. Are just. <laughs> so the first one is official throwing shade. Okay. Like this is official showing shade, uh-huh. uh-huh. and I'm going to say it in a fiction- French accent, so you can yes. pretend it's Pierre so Cardin it here yeah. on the here on the podcast let, with
1: you. Let me see how you say. It.
0: What is Chanel? Uh, it's a tweet. That's Italian. That's Italian. <laughs> I'm, it's going to get really messed up. I'm about to. What? <laughs> so, um, what? <laughs> I don't even know a French accent. We're just going to do Italian. What is a Chanel? <laughs> it's a tweed suit, and and Yves Saint Laurent, what's he known for? The smoking suits? Please, oh, uh, Marlena Dietrich wore smoking suits before Yves Saint Laurent did them.
1: Well, th- that's true. I mean, that's shady, but that's uh, It's true. shady, right? There's but no I was like, there. it's really
0: interesting. And what, there was nothing, I mean, the way that Chanel did a tweed suit mm-hmm. was, Interesting and skirts, and all the way she was doing things, and pants that she was Mm -hmm. selling when no women were wearing pants. It was very amazing. However, I just thought that was super interesting.
1: Right. Well, there's probably some, you know, jealousy that I'm assuming that was a time that they were getting a ton of press. And he's like, Well, what's the big deal? You know?
0: (laughs) Maybe. But he was being asked about you know, looks and copies and how he feels about being copied. And he really, one of his goals was to be the most copied because he felt that what he was, he was really an egomaniac. He felt that what he was creating Uh was fresh and new because he was creating from the future. Yeah. So he was creating space age. So a lot of what he did was plastic. A lot of what he did was vinyl. A Uh lot of what he did were future materials. He was doing... Fabrics to live on the moon. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He and quite
1: did. honestly, it's it's Craudin, and there's a third one. But they were the innovators of making things space like and it yeah. went from But Balenciaga went, used to be. It that went too. from ladylike, I guess yep. what, the fifties, to you know.
0: But I think that at the time they were doing these space age modern things and then they were Tearing it down to a viable, understandable mm-hmm. shift dress uh-huh. that uh-huh. women could feel really chic and mm-hmm. different in. So here's his quote on the Jean: "The Jean, the gene is the destructor. It is a di- dictator. It is destroying creativity. It must be stopped." Yeah. I mean, think about what he just said. Well, at that time, denim was like it was new. You
1: didn't wear denim. You didn't wear denim. In- Public. That no, but this a, is
0: not 1950s quote. This quote's from like 25 years ago. Oh, okay. Well,
1: and those, he is like.
0: <laughs> my argument. <they're, laughs> I thought that was okay. <laughs> Who knew William had such an investment from the gene lobby? <laughs> the but, denim. You know, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is craziness to me. But
1: that's that's also an, uh, that's an older way of thinking because, you know
0: the gene is the destructor, it is a dictator, it is destroying creativity." So I said, oh, okay, is it destroying creativity? And I thought about it from Oh gosh, it kind of is. Yeah. Like if you look at LA, yeah. I'm wearing jeans today. No, not me. Uh, You're not wearing jeans today. The side eye, I have on cargoes. Cargoes, okay, car no. Anyway, um, so that's the one thing, is I thought that was very interesting there about the jeans. And then um, more that he said about that, he said, people are afraid of newness. Mm -hmm. Much of what I did was scandalous at the time. It was. You know? It was. And you think about like artists like Pierre Cardin and artists like, what immediately came to mind with that quote was Madonna, like back in the 80s and 90s, when what she was doing was so scandalous, right? But if we look back at it now, it'd be like, oh, that's like for the library now. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even a blip on anything. So it's like people's willingness to risk something Mm -hmm. and their willingness to be 100% what they think it is or Mm -hmm. what it should be or the confidence level. There's something about that that I wish I had more of. Like just to be able to like 100% be going after something. Uh Uh-huh. Then he talks about why he didn't want to work for anyone else and why he didn't want to sell the Company, Uh I wanted to be first in my house, not second in someone else's house. It was a big risk. I'm like, Yes, it was. Um, the clothes I prefer Mm -hmm. are the, yep, Uh these are all clothes from him. The clothes I prefer are the garments I invent for a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that does not yet exist. The world of tomorrow.
1: Wow, wow. He liked himself.
0: I mean, he liked it. He, <laughs> was, he was pretty clear he was saving the world right. through his designs, which I thought was you know, kind of fun. Well, whatever
1: gets you through the creative process, I guess.
0: Uh, then he said, it's difficult to have personality. Anyone can have taste, but not everyone can have a point of view. Really? Okay. What do you think about that?
1: I don't think, I don't it's know It's difficult
0: I, to have, so think about shopping and right. working with clients, right? Uh huh. It's difficult to have personality. Anyone can have taste, but not see, everyone can have a point of view. I don't agree with
1: that. View. That part I Well, don't
0: bad taste is taste. Well, yeah. I He's guess not you're saying right. anyone can have, anyone has good taste. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're anyone saying. Anyone can have taste, okay, but not everyone can have a point of view. Right? So well, in other people words, have
1: it, but they don't, might not voice it.
0: Well, they might not be able to distinguish it as a point of view. Right. Like, if you go into a story, like, I like that, I don't like that, I like that, I don't like that, but do you actually go into the store with a point of view about what you should be having, what you want to see yourself in, what you want you looks people do. to be? But not everyone. Not everyone, no. And that's what he's saying is it's harder. Um, then, at the very end, even, when he was in Paris, one dress a day is what I create, even on Sundays.
1: Oh, okay.
0: People think I'm crazy, but it's my life. Okay. And I was like, wow. Because I need a break. Like After I've been working, I'm like, I need a break. Right. I need to like watch TV, do right, nothing, right. and have a break. It's right. quite amazing. Right. And then, as I was thinking of all of that, the, the last quote that I had from him that I just thought was quite... And there's a lot of quotes because I think he's such a personality that there's oh, yeah. a lot to uncover about him. But the last one I just thought was really fascinating. And I thought about it, and I'm like, wow, this is so spot on. He said, perhaps I'm just lucky. I lived in extraordinary times. Okay. And I really do think that there was something extraordinary about that time period in fashion. Oh, absolutely. To walk in and be at the first, at the opening door of Christian Dior. And he said that the doors were to be open at nine, I was there at eight.
1: Mm.
0: Wow. Um, Right? Because he was like, I'm going to, and that's, it's a fabulous um, vision of this young yeah, Pierre and it was just again, waiting to get in there and get his chance.
1: Again, it was a huge, it was a huge risk because, like I said before, you came from the fifties into the sixties, where the fifties were like very ladylike, cinched waists, yeah. everything was belted and bloused and pretty, you know. Yeah. So it was like people like Pierre and Caraj and Paco Rabanne; they were the The young kids that were, like, shaking it
0: up. He killed it at Dior because of his construction skills. He said that they would build a dress, and they would build it 30 more times to make sure the construction was correct. Wow. They don't do that anymore.
1: They certainly do. I was just going to say that. They do not do that. They're like, that "That looks pretty. Make a thousand of
0: those. Yeah, they
1: don't have that much time. They don't devote that much time.
0: Right. It's a very interesting, but I just thought about, like, wow, it is, like, I mean, what a rough childhood he must have had and a rough go of it, but mm-hmm. then to kind of find his path there and live in Paris mm-hmm. and create and work with those people. And at the time, those people were coming to Paris and trying to find him. I mean, what an amazing, yeah. amazing opportunity it is. And I, I think that all of the licensing and the things I used to look at and go, oh, so cheap as the brand, mm-hmm. has me have a little bit more respect for him because he did all that. I always thought he was a victim to that. I thought, oh, Pierre Cardin this isn't the story I made up, Mm -hmm. Pierre Cardin must have just sold off his name and people were out just licensing that. No, he did all that himself and he wanted his name on everything he could and to make the most money. Wow. And that's our dear friend Pierre Cardin. Pierre Cardin. Pierre Cardin.
1: And it's interesting, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think, there are a lot of designers out of France that are not French. Like you would assume, not knowing anything, you'd think Pierre Cardin is French. You'd think Terry Mugler is French, he's German. So it's like, Carl is German. You know, they, you know.
0: They have a good German accent. You have to yell It's aggressive, but yeah, that was was it. (laughs) They are aggressive in Germany. Have you been there? Uh, Just saying. Okay, so one last thing. What's that, what's that? Um, I just did these events for Max Mara. Yes. I was in uh, Beverly Hills. Then I did New York, and then I did Troy, Michigan. And I want you to know, New York and Troy, Michigan were cold. It oh, yeah. snowed, and it was forty-one degrees in October in Troy, Michigan.
1: And I'm sure they do very good numbers in the coat department. It,
0: there. I had such envy of all those coats. They got to buy bright coats, thick coats, long coats, short coats, puffy coats, thin coats. Uh-huh. I just. I mean, I wish it would just get freezing here, so uh, we could wear coats all the time. Yeah. right? And you walk. Like in New York, you get out of your apartment, you walk somewhere, you mm. need your coat. In yeah. LA, even if it's really cold, you get into your car, right. and you can't really wear your coat while you're driving, so you have to take off your coat. Mm-hmm. And the amount of time you actually wear your coat in LA is so dismal. It is. I just had such coat envy. I wear it, wear it anyway. It's hot. We were hot in this room and complaining. I know, but <laughs> I mean,
1: find, find, find an excuse for an outdoor, you know, outing that lasts a long
0: time so you can rock a coat. I mean, we're gonna go to Grove to fake snow and then like, whatever it takes. I, I just, I just thought, you know, I have all these gorgeous coats in my closet at home, and they just don't get the wear and the love. And I mean, we do save enough money to pay for our cars by not having to buy these beautiful coats that you know can go up to seven, eight thousand dollars for cashmere, but you know, and more if you're at Hermes or Laura Piano or whatever. But I just, I don't know. I just, don't you ever think about that? Like, what missed opportunities we have by not being able to layer like that? You must, because you've got so much great stuff for New York.
1: Well, well, that's why I. One of the reasons I love to have a destination like that, so I can. Get that creative thing out. You I know, mean, to I've seen you in New York
0: before uh, from afar at Fashion Week. I'm like, where are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Layered, layered, layer, layer it, Scarves. love it,
0: like it, listen to it,
1: share it, share it. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, that's another episode of What You're Wearing. So what thank you so much wearing. for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on Spotify, you can watch us now yes. on Spotify.
1: That's what the videos are.
0: Yep. Yes. Please don't watch and drive. No, unless you're a passenger, then you can watch and ride. There that's okay, but no watching and driving because that's a bad form. That's a no-no. And we are very engaging, so you want to stare at us right, if you start right, watching. Right. So we recommend you don't start. Draw you in. Draw you in. <laughs> Tell your friends. Keep listening. Thank you for all the support you've given us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and, uh, you. And happy Halloween. I guess. Happy we'll say. Halloween.
1: <laughs> Halloween. And Halloween. And we'll Eve. see you
0: next time
1: on What You're Wearing. wearing?